With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, kings and queens and royalty of all creeds. This is Make It Work, the Project Runway Season 20 recap podcast on Silent Podcast, where we are anything but silent. I think that that is the first time I actually said the slogan in the podcast episode. I know I'm very bad at branding. But anyway, I am your host, one of your hosts, Gia Worthy. And while I am so happy to be talking about episode four of Project Runway, which is titled Coronation Day, I am so sad that we are down a queen this episode. Just one, just for this episode, I promise. She told us, she pinky promised she's coming back, but, you know, we salute you, Nicole Horn. We have thought, we think of you fondly as we talk (laughs) about a episode all about queendom so i'm very happy to be talking about it but alas not all is lost because i still get to talk about this episode with the one and only naomi calhoun just like queen elizabeth nicole you are gone but you are here with us in spirit we miss you lizzie is in a box i'm so excited to be back (laughs) with you gia to talk about project runway because this is quite an episode. I thought, oh, maybe it'll be kind of boring or maybe it'll just be sort of so-so. But I thought this week had a lot of drama, a lot of cattiness and passive aggressiveness. And uh, I really cannot wait to jump into just some people were acting like a royal queen and some people were acting like a royal bitch. So uh, oh my god. God, no, I knew, I knew at some point because they were making such a big deal that some point we were gonna get at least one designer that won immunity the previous episode and then went home the next episode because obviously why would else would they make such a big deal about the fact that it's that class no- of drag race like one week you're in the top and the next week you're in yes, the bottom exactly so i knew that this was coming at some point but episode this is technically episode four but this is the third week of project runway of this season so episode Four and week three, we have already lost somebody that won immunity in the previous week. And Victor, oh my god, I was not expecting him to go this early. I thought at least I know that he was in the bottom in the first week, but like I figured he was, you know, he was in such good standing. I did not think it was going to be happening this early. I did not think we were going to be missing Victor or that we were going to be losing him this early. Um, even though I knew we also definitely weren't losing Kane here, I'm kind of surprised that this was our bottom look and that they were so adamant about sending someone home here. But, oh, my God, there is a lot to talk about here. There was a lot to process. I cannot believe the outcome of this episode, especially considering what was, like, sort of telegraphed to us about other teams. But more importantly, I feel like 
it just shows that Project Runway has like no fucking mercy. But at the same time, I think Kato brings up a really interesting point this episode, which is like, they all want to kiki with you because you guys are from seasons 17, 18, 19. And like, they don't fucking know us and they don't get us. So there's something really interesting. I think the fact that these earlier designers have gone home, people that are not known to Brandon Maxwell and Elaine Welteroff. And of course, Nina Garcia knows everybody. Nina Garcia knows everybody in Hollywood. But there's something about the fact that like the people who have been eliminated so far are just not uh not from the earlier seasons i'm Um, yeah i i'm i'm very glad that they brought this up because to me as someone that's been watching since they were younger like this is like in my mind it's the opposite i don't know a lot of these younger designer younger in that they were in the later seasons but I don't know a lot of these designers that were in like seasons 14 15 16 because I that those were the seasons that I took a break but then not like an intentional break I was just lazy and in school during that time you didn't miss anything you missed a bitch who's whose whole aesthetic was yellow and loud and then you missed Ashley Del Tipton who God love her made one of the I did. final collections of all time. Oh no, I did see Ashley Nell Tipton. So whatever season was after Ashley Nell Tipton was when I did not watch. I think that was where Do you know who the twins are? The twins? The twins. Probably I don't think you so. would oh Gia. You oh man. We kind of need to go back and rewatch because they are I'm not opposed. Hands down to it's 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 a, it's these two women who are twin sisters who are twin designers. They are hands down two of the most annoying reality TV contestants of all time. Oh my god! Yeah, I kind of need. I kind of need to watch that. I mean, oh man, <laughs> I'm <laughs> very excited. Know that they are psychotic and absolutely out of their fucking gourd on that season. It's great. I I am very tempted to do a full project, not of the all twenty seasons, but do a full rewatch of the seasons that I had not seen previously because, um. The, you know, I feel like I'm missing a lot of it. And also like that, that's a lot of seasons of a show that I really like to just not watch in any capacity. Like at one point I did uh, the same kind of gap that I wasn't watching Project Runway was also when I wasn't watching Top Chef like religiously like I do now. But I went back and watched all the Top Chef. I did go back and watch all the Top Chef. I would say, though, that a lot of those seasons I was not missing a whole lot. So I just need to – I I have FOMO regarding Project Runway. I need to see more. Yeah. Also, you know, you mentioning Top Chef just makes me think, you know what would have been a great crossover at any point in time between the two Bravo, like, hit reality shows? Design a look for Padma Lakshmi. Design yes! a look for oh our my God. Queen. That's my queen. That's my monarchy. Oh my! And, and the only queen I recognize. Let's exactly. be honest. Exactly, and we're not doing that. I don't understand. Um, but I, I had to say this challenge. I felt like was a little bit like, who on earth did they know that Queen Elizabeth was going to die and that King Charles was going to be coronated around this time? You know, like no, because oh, actually, wait, that's a good point. I met. They must have scrapped. No, because. Who- could see the future on this no 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 actually i know what it was because there was this huge gap between when queen elizabeth died and when the coronation was happening like there were months in between the two so the i know that top chef obviously filmed in london and happened to just be there when the queen had died which was like wait they talked about it in the season this is crazy they had a a there was Go ahead. There was one episode and it was like it was briefly discussed. But basically what happened was that there was one season or one episode of last season where they were going to be doing a challenge in a certain venue. And because they now because the queen had died, that that venue was now going to be uh, not in business at that point because it was they were in their international morning period their national right. morning period so the and they did like this little brief like segment where they showed the showed like at the morning 
uh, vigils that they had for Queen Elizabeth. So that was the extent of it. But they were like there when it happened. And I know that between when Queen Elizabeth died and when the actual coronation happened, it was it was like a good chunk of time. So I feel like that is kind of like the same the same thing we're dealing with right now is just like they had time to put it out. But I would not be surprised if they scrapped something as soon as they knew that they could do this. Yeah, it, it was pretty funny, especially in the end where they're like, oh, I think Meghan Markle would wear that. And they're like, oh, my God, that's royalty. Like, girl, what are we doing here? Um, but I thought this this challenge of make a gown that represents um, like sort of queendom, um, I thought was a good baseline right it wasn't just like make an evening gown or make a gown for the red carpet it was like just empower somebody in this outfit i thought that was at least a more interesting take on the idea of making a gown but i have to say there were some real absolute stinkers in this this gown collection um and i I almost wish that they had like two days to make their own gown, although I know it's very difficult, but I would have much rather seen um, 12 designers make gowns than six gowns. See, I kind I kind of feel the same, but I almost wish like a good number for the gowns. And this is clearly just because of like the shooting schedule of when they did this. But I really wish they did this at like final eight and let them do their own gowns i feel like eight like eight individually made gowns would have been the like the best part like i think that would have been like a really amazing runway especially with like with this cast whoever the top eight of this cast ends up being but i'm fine with this because honestly as i was watching this i was thinking to myself like this this duo of Praje and Kato is like something that I would have paired forcibly paired up myself in like a brand steel. So I was, this is like my dream, my fan fiction come to life of project <laughs> runway of like Kato and Praje make this amazing dress together inspired by their respective cultures. And they win like that would have like, this just seems like a, a fairy tale for me specifically. And I got my way. So I was so happy to see it and to have, uh, I know Kato is technically the winner of this episode, but like, let's be honest, Praje did also do a lot. So like, yeah. it's happy to have them be the winning team. I have to say, first of all, Praje was robbed of last week, frankly, and I stand by it, especially considering yes. what a wonderful job he did this week. Um, but gee, I think you touched on something interesting there, which is like, and this is a larger conversation about Project Runway, I think that they could benefit from some challenges where they are given seamstresses to help them actually sew the garments because yeah. we see a lot of people talk, you know, uh, Nora talked about it the first week and as did uh, Carousel a little bit, is that they they actually don't really sew a lot themselves. A lot of garment production is done by seamstresses and other people to execute the vision. And I would be more interested in eight individual dresses um, being executed with a seamstress on hand to really see it because to me project runway is not a sewing challenge it's a design challenge yeah and if somebody sews something like impeccably that's great but if somebody has like a really ugly ass outfit I I sort of hate that more than I hate like a really yeah like very poorly made garment although um there's something really shady I want to talk about this episode oh um I think, I mean, I think we can get into it. Like, well, it starts with the models. Although, I, you know what? You also reminded me, I just wanted to say that Hester and Fabio is also like a match made in heaven, I feel like. Match made in genderqueer heaven. This was, actually, I'm glad you brought that up too, because that was another one where they were really bonding about their culture and what was making, like, and something that they both really identified with and what they want to do like in their design. It wasn't just like they both happen to be genderqueer. It's the fact that they both are so heavily focused on designing for a non-binary genderqueer audience. And those are the designs that they are moving forward with. I, I kind of expected them to be in the top here. I'm going to be really honest. And I love I both agree. of the yeah, I love both of the outfits that were in the top, but I was very surprised that Hester and Fabio 
were not one of them, especially with how much screen time they got from there. But we did get a little bit of history with the top two that we did get, as Kato mentioned after her win was announced. This is the first time that everyone in the top is black, and we have not had that. And, I mean, a lot of seasons we did not have four black designers. So this is a pretty amazing feat. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of, you know, Big Brother where – um, it's it's easily something that can happen because there are um, hundreds of thousands of very talented African-American designers out there, Black designers out there, and Project Runway just so often. Um, it's interesting. Somebody put this on Reddit of like, there was a diversity issue in the early seasons and it really was like a lot of white people and especially like there was queer representation, but it wasn't really, um, I think Christian Siriano would be the first one to say not great queer representation, um, a lot of what he said definitely doesn't hold up now in the year 2023. And it was a really cool thing for Kato to point out. And I concur with you. I do think that Fabio and Hester should have been, it should have been a top three gowns. I thought that it was unnecessary to like make it an even split. I thought that the garment was really beautiful. And I think they were like, oh, well, I don't really like gray. First of all, bitches are wearing gray all over. Listen, I love, I'm from New York and I know because I see fashion everywhere I go. Of and the girls are wearing gray. And I thought that the print was, I don't want to get too much into it. No. I, I mean, we have, we have a moment for it later down the line, you know? We, we will discuss it more thoroughly, but I do want to push back on the narrative as well that gray is not like a, a regal color or whatever they said. I think gray is a very lovely, color that can be fashion forward in many circumstances and I think that for their reasoning for choosing gray here was a a very correct decision to be making that's what I'll say for now I I I think it would have been way uglier in in like a red and white sort of like plaid like the gray yeah very Tom Tom Brown like you know it's very much whatever I I really do think it would be uglier than another like it just it wouldn't it wouldn't pack the same punch as it does with the gray I'm sorry it's just Mm. not I I can't think of another color where I feel like yes that would improve this by miles but anyway okay so Naomi their challenges they're gonna be in pairs and they have two days to make a uh a gown fit for a queen they had like it has to be what was it let me see. Oh, yeah. They have to make a uh, a gown made, like, for royalty. And it has to be, what they say, like, elegant and flamboyant and all this other stuff. The but, rules are make it fashion. Yes. And they get a... They get two days, $1,000, and they are going to be in pairs. So they pick these pairs with the little tea sandwiches, which was very British of them. I'd argue we have fought for the right to not be with – well, I did not, but, you know, some people fought for the right to not be associated with the British and everything. But, like, I get what they were going for here. Um, Yeah, some of us don't like the monarchy some of us are from ireland you know some of us come from places where uh the british monarchy destroyed their culture but it is what it is and yeah but now we get tea sandwiches to divide up the uh divide up the teams and if there's one thing that the british monarchy did right it is having the tea sandwiches pair kato and project together so and hester and fabio i will also say i think that was a really great pair to magically be put together i would also say that we have our other pairs of carasson and laurence which fabulous fabulous no notes rami and bishmate Brittany and anna and kane and victor I thought those were all pretty good pairs. I thought that they all had a lot to provide each other. Um, yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, damn, I wonder how people are going to be in the bottom because I do think these are all people that would – Yeah. Their styles would work well together. I think the one per- the one group I was worried about was Brittany and Anna and mostly because yeah. Anna operates so much in black and white and then I thought yeah. that Brittany's kind of the opposite. Um, here's, here's what I have a gripe about. 
Okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. And Victor get to pick their model first because they won the challenge last week, or Victor won the challenge. They picked some skinny bitches. I'm just going to say it. I know it was a reduced pool of models because you only needed to make six garments. And I understand that it's two days to make a dress, and sometimes it's very hard to make a dress for a plus-size body in such a short amount of time. I thought it was a little shady that they did not pick anybody like under a size four. And I thought yeah. that, you know, if we're going to celebrate queens, wouldn't yes. it be such a bold and innovative idea to celebrate a queen who is maybe, I don't know, like a size 14 and like went to a Nordstrom rack today and found the ugliest fucking dresses for like women that size? Yeah. I don't know. It could be. And also, like, I'm looking at these dresses too and like, a lot these are dresses that with some alterations made could also look very good on women of other sizes so it's like it's not like these dresses were just not uh practical for someone of a larger size like this is definitely something that could have been done with other other models so i was thinking the same thing um as we say on tiktok is it skinny or is it an outfit Yes. And it's not both most of the time. Yes. So I do I I do agree with that. I did I did catch that when they were picking the models. It was unfortunate that not a big variety in size, honestly. But the, you know, there I saw some favorites in there, which was nice to see. Yeah, listen, we all want Mimi to hit a runway every day of our lives, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. We saw Mimi and like that's really all that I really hope for each week, but some size variety would also be very nice. Yeah. Um, I also, I appreciate that this is the challenge where everyone's like, I'm whipping out my fabric from home. Like, yeah, everybody wants to get in on it, which I thought is good because it's like, you know what? Like, let's make sure that we go out in, in a way that really celebrates what we're about. And it's the fabric yeah. from home. And, and I thought that if there's any challenge that I think really calls for like such a gorgeous expensive fabric it's definitely that yeah and also because of the restrictions that they have like they have a thousand dollars they have to make these gorgeous elegant gowns for royalty specifically for royalty and they uh you know they're going to be sharing these ideas with another person i really you know there was a part of me initially that was watching this and like, do you really want to use your fabric from home in the third challenge? But Kato explained it really well that, you know, this helps them save money. And also with the fabric that she specifically brought from home and Laurence, I would say the same thing. It's like, what else would you be using? Obviously we don't know what the other challenges are, but like, what else are you going to be using this fabric for this? Like very delicate embroidery that you brought from home. Like I, this was the right time for both of them to use their fabrics. I totally agree. I think that when it comes to, especially Morance's fabric, I think it's a, it's such a unique, the, the soft and the hard. Yeah. You're totally right. What, when is, what time, but now shall we use this fabric? Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a smart choice. I, I really liked Laurence Carasson. I thought that they did a good job as well. Um, and I think they kind of got a little bit of like, I thought their critiques were like a little tough on them. Um, but yeah. although Christian definitely saying like you're going into ice skater territory was very funny and very accurate. Yeah, I could see. I love the final product of their outfit. However, I could definitely see like one or two ruffles just be misplaced and it would be very ice skatery. Yeah, exactly. Could definitely like, see where it was going there. It, it, all of a sudden it becomes frozen on ice. You know, you never you, you just got to be scared. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that was the other thing that we were worried. Like the two looks in the bottom were the ones that verged too much in the costume area where you could definitely see that with Carousel and Lawrence's that there was like there were possibilities that it could go into costume or ice skater or something like that. But we did end up getting an elegant gown as opposed to the costumes that we got in the bottom two. Yeah. But do we want to talk? I would say not even costume, more like a tearaway before Lady Gaga sings the Super Bowl. (laughs) Like, it's what so fair. (laughs) I have there is one gripe that I have about one of these gowns that was, in my opinion, not denounced enough in the actual episode. But we will get there 
when we get to the individual looks. But do we want to talk about workroom drama? Yes, please. Oh, my God. So the big talk of the episode was there was a lot of disagreements between Brittany and Anna. Oh, yeah. And, they yeah. The girlies were not getting along. No. And were you team Brittany or team Anna? Because I'm still a little confused. I I just don't know. I, I feel bad for both of them because I think, like, God love her. I think Anna is a really talented designer. But at the same time, I also think that, like, the problem with uh, – Brittany is that I think she gets really frustrated really easily yeah and Anna is somebody who's so in her own head bopping around in her own own world that it just was like too much of a mix-up together yeah this was definitely a just kind of the worst type of personality clash that you don't want for a team challenge on Project Runway but I felt like Brittany was being very unnecessarily mean to Anna at different times. And I could definitely understand why she would be frustrated, especially for something like this, where only one person is going home. And depending on how the judges are going to be critiquing things, you know, it could be Brittany going home for something that wasn't entirely her idea. And that can be very difficult. However, I kind of knew right away this was going to be a bottom look because, like, I understand that there were no bad looks this challenge. It just, like, the story, the execution of a lot of things, it just was kind of a mess. I agree. I agree. I think that, like, they didn't have the vision. And that's what you really need is, like, you need to know where your woman's going, where your girly is off to, whether it's the Met Gala or whether it's like, well, she has, you know, mother of the bride, whatever. You need to know what is going on. And I think that that was, um, that was such a shame when it came to their their collaboration because I was really excited. You know, like the hard and the soft, like the Ronson Carson got going, right? The pink yeah. and the black, the whatever. I think they could have come up with like the classiest uh, prom dress for 2014, you know? And said they didn't. They did not. They really did not. And one of the other, kind of on the opposite spectrum for me, kind of on the opposite spectrum for me was that uh, we had Kane and Victor who felt very strongly about their look because they were the two winners of the previous two challenges, the only two challenges that we have had so far. And they were like so polite to one another where they were just they didn't to correct each other and they wanted each other's visions to show through which is where we got the mess that went down the runway the the what they refer to as very game of thronesy yes right uh i i feel like um when it came to when it came to this garment, I got, I, I just, I kind of resent it, you know? Like, yeah. I kind of resent the idea that this is something that people saw and said, I should throw out there. I should totally put this on a runway. Like, it's all good. And and the colors are also awful, Gia. Like, awful. The print or the, 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 the like, contrast between the, the silver and the, like, the, the plums. It was not great. It was really, really not great. Why just do you think Victor would have gone home if they just got rid of that goddamn breastplate before they went down the runway? Yes and no. I think that the um the the it's it's a little tacky. Like I don't know if you noticed, but they have like leg details and they have like um yeah. the, this like headpiece that I just think like even beyond the midsection item, like the headpiece makes it really fucking brutal, I find. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I definitely agree. Can we talk about Rami dressing the Queen of Jordan for a second? Yes. Oh my God. I was, listen, Rami had a rough week last week. And Poor Rami, I, didn't deserve it. I was so sad for him. And then I hear him talk about how he was flown first class to. Dress the Queen of Jordan herself, her majesty. Oh, my God. What? Like, 
I love this for him. He seems like somebody that like this is what he's made to do is just dress queens and other forms of royalty. And I'm so glad he got the opportunity to do that. He he's you know the queens he's he's dressing the queen of Jordan. He's dressing the queen of Brentwood, Kim Kardashian. Like you know it's all over. Um, and I really love this for Rami. I thought that this dress, while it wasn't my favorite, uh, I definitely think that. Rami bounced back from what could have been something very difficult to overcome. It's very hard, I think, to be put in the bottom and feel like you're not showing your best to the judges. Yeah. Yeah. And something – okay, so last week I had said because we had talked about Rami's journey on season four previously where he was – that last episode, the unconventional challenge, was his first time in the bottom ever. I did not realize that this was also Laurence's first time in the bottom in the previous episode. So there was there was a lot of uh, everyone. There was a lot of firsts in that season or in that episode, I should say. And now I think they both did very well. I'm excited to talk about Rami and Bishmi's work a little more specifically, but it felt like a very Rami dress for me. And even though they think that they said they played it safe and they're kind of right. I still really like it. I was wondering where the Bishme was, you know, like it just didn't pop to me as like, this is a full Bishme and Rami collaboration. It did not. And like, I mean, like I like Rami and his work, so I'm not terribly disappointed, but I think like for, this challenge specifically and as I think that Rami is the only one here that has officially dressed royalty that you know they could have they could have thrown in a little more here but I do like the final look so I'm very happy about it yeah is there anything else to talk about in the workroom before I pull up uh what these garments look like um I I mean once again I really liked the critiques that Christian gave all of the different groups especially now that they are in pairs for this episode I did really like what he had to say I just like how he encourages people to push the envelope a little bit and he he's a really good sounding board for trying to encourage the contestants to present their best version of their vision for whatever the challenge calls for remember when Bones didn't want to listen to Christian like oh my god this is why Praje got invited back. I'm convinced. <laughs> Not Bones. Yeah. Not Bones. <laughs> oh, my God. It was oh, it was so funny. But honestly, though, I would say that uh, even though I would not change a thing about having Kato and uh, Praje work together, I would say that having uh, Praje and Anna reunited would be pretty funny. Those crazy teens. That, that would Those- be pretty good. Those they were crazy. He seems like one of the few people that like speaks Anna, where like he was seemed very excited to see her when they first when they were like both in the workroom for the first time. So I feel like if anybody was going to build off of Anna's uh, personality and her aesthetic, it could be Praje. But I'm very happy with those results we got. So in reality, I would not change a thing. So I'm gonna pull up. Three garments at once. Look at us. Look at us. Ah! Oh, my God. I love this. We're live streamers, baby. I'm obsessed. Um, so these are the garments of first. We have on the left, Brittany and Anna. Then we have Carasson and Laurence. And then we have uh, Victor and we have <laughs> Kane. God bless him. Um, oh I have to say my piece on the Kane and Victor garment. Yeah, no, please go. This was our losing look of the entire challenge. I think because it's here, we need to address it. I just think it's so Lady Gaga Super Bowl. It's like, and and you know, I understand what they're saying about like, you know, the, Lady Gaga would wear this, Katy Perry would wear this, and I'm sure, but like, it would look better than this looks. And I really fucking hate the headpiece. And I think that, um, in my opinion, this is gonna kind of sound weird, but like, headpieces should go on models with like short hair or who have like bald shaved heads because when they have like a ponytail at the nape of their neck or whatever it just always looks weird unless you really slick the hair back and you can kind of see that it doesn't totally fit the form of the model's head and it makes her almost look like an egghead an alien and I just it's not it's not giving to me um I also think the breastplate it's also giving very um 
very like Brunhilde, very like Viking uh, opera. And I just think it's it's the peplum, the cape, the how flowy it is, all the appliques. It's like too much, you know, you had to take one thing away. And I don't know what I would have taken away, but um, but also the sleeves are fucking hideous. The fucking like six layer thick, yeah, no, it's <laughs> wings. Take take the breastplate off. Take the Joan of Arc headpiece off. I and I liked where what they were going for with their idea of like we want to do a like a music queen, like a queen of pop or a queen of soul or queen of r&b or something like one of the divas but this is not something that a diva would wear like as an elegant gown this is a performance piece like what you're saying so it's just like this is i love the direction they were going for but they just completely missed the mark for me about like their vision and what was actually going to read well on the runway here so it's just it's very sad. I honestly think that if they just removed a couple pieces, they would have at least not been the worst look of the day, uh, especially since they have both already won. But I feel like they just really blew it here. Oh, and I have to say, I don't think this is the worst look. I think. No, oh, I think- no, no, no. I will get to that. Can Do we want to talk about that look next? Let's, or- let's have a, a moment of joy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I love this. If I if I ever got the chance to wear something like this, I am far too short. But oh my god, I would feel like a queen, and I am obsessed with this. I love it. I don't. What What was the guy's name that didn't like it? I don't know. But oh, Mr. Stuffy McStufferton. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The man that could not crack a smile for Mm -hmm. anything this episode. Yeah. Whatever the hell he was saying was incorrect because this look was killing it. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Yeah, I think they really, you know, it's very leather and lace. They're playing with the hard and the soft. And I think they've done it perfectly. And you can see actually really well here the juxtaposition between how bad the applique is on Brittany and Anna's. Yes. And how good it is on the chest of the model that Laurence Carasson dressed. Um, I love that the cape, first of all, the cape has wonderful structure in the shoulders. And I think that's so killer. And the structure goes into the ruffle on the neck. I think the silhouette is so interesting. The dress is done so well. And it isn't like too... Like, like it's see-through, but yeah. it's not scandalous, right? There's, I feel like there's so many designers, you know, if you were creating like the rule book of like how to get your ass kicked off a of Project Runway, you would make something that's like really see-through and everyone can see the model's butt. Yeah. Right? And this is so see-through, but it's so subtle and effective at the same time. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And I love the crystal design on the chest and the black belt. The be- You know, so many of these like tiny little ass belts like don't mean anything. And I think that this belt really adds such this wonderful dimension. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree with everything you said. And it it when as soon as you said it, just like the difference in quality between Brittany and Anna's and Lawrence's and Carasan's is just like so palpable right now like seeing them right next to each other like the cape is intentional it's strong it's well made the ruffles are strategically placed the applique is put on to perfection every like the length is the perfect length for this model everything about it like the accessories chosen are stunning the hair was like I loved this look and then we looked to the next look, the Brittany and Anna's, and it's the ruffles are not placed well. They look kind of just thrown on happenstance. The applique is not great. The, you know, the color, I'm I'm questioning why they even decided this color, if this was the look that they were going to go for. and But the length, I think, could be like an inch or two shorter um, I know they had a train, which you don't really see in here, but I agree with what the guest judge had said about it. It was just like a very sad, wilted train and did not feel mm. modern in the slides. But you know what I hate the most about this outfit? 
That Gio, did not what get, do you hate the most about this outfit? It did not get nearly enough hate. The fucking sleeves, like the fucking see-through sleeves that, what was the point? It just makes them look old. It looks like it's adding wrinkles to the model's arms. And like, this is obviously a very young, uh, skinny model. So like, this is just not doing them any favors. It looks, that if anything makes it look costumey. Like that is just, I hate the sleeves yeah. so much. Honestly, it's- I do hate, I feel like this is not fixable. Whereas you could tweak some things to Kane and Victor's look to at least make it salvageable for this challenge. You yeah. cannot do that with this one. Speak on it. Speak on it. I mean, you know what I hate the most about this is the fucking color. I hate the fabric. It's so, it's like, it looks like my skin tone when I am like dehydrated and hungover and like I haven't moisturized, like you know they, what I mean? Like they crystallized your skin tone. Or or they like leather tanned it. Yes. Like it's gross. It's awful. And I feel for um clearly Brittany and uh, Anna were at a, a war of aesthetics in the great aesthetic war, who will come out on top? But it this actually feels much more um ice skater costume to me than than Carison and Laurent. Yeah. Oh, Just 100%. Like, it's the sleeves. I mean, the sleeves are killer. It's not like Dolly Parton hiding her hands. You know what I mean? Like, we can show a bit of arm. And that's the thing. Nude illusion to me is such a difficult technique. It always flops on Drag Race. And I think it really flops here. Um, and I hate the the sort of bustle at the bottom underneath the butt. It, it looks like a bad Cinderella almost, where there's like a couple of bustles going down the, the, the back of the dress. If you told me like, oh yeah, this is our dress for our um, high school production of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I get that. But like, this is fashion. This is Project Runway. I, and like, especially with how the challenge, like what the challenge they were given. This is supposed to be modern. This is supposed to be elegant. This is supposed to be like, the most bougie gown you could think of and this is nothing like that this is nothing of the sort we were all rooting for you yeah exactly it's a shame um and i just i feel like in my opinion i think that this dress is such a uh um the the dress is just like such a sad moment where you're just like how did Britney get her ass like so kicked by this dress because Britney's so loud and colorful like yeah if she had done a butterfly gown I would have been like hell yeah let's go bring the butterflies back oh I I can't I can't with it I'm just like I honestly I do think that was the worst dress of the night and like if we were being real specific about who should have gone home i think britney should have gone home this change but but i do not think they were going to do that i think if that was the bottom dress that anna would have gone home so we move and i'm still really sad to lose victor at this point but yeah i feel for victor i don't think he deserved it um but let's i'm gonna start with bishmay and and rami's look for a second because while I do love this, this is also giving to me, like, if somebody wore this to, like, the Little Mermaid premiere, I'd be like, oh, I get it. She's like a mermaid. It's a, it's just not fully it for me. Um, I think this would have looked gorgeous in, like, a navy blue or a green. Yeah. Where's the green gown girl he's at? That's what my prom dress color was. Gia, what was your prom dress color? Mine was black, actually. So wow. my um, – well, so my – my junior prom, I had two proms. My junior prom dress was black, and I, I'm, obs- I'm gonna have to show you a picture at some point because I'll, I'll pull mine up later. Yeah. Yes, I was obsessed with my junior prom dress. I wish I still had it. I feel like I, I just loved everything about it. And then, um, my senior prom dress, I still really liked, but it was like this ivory white with some gold in it, and it was, and it was not as roughly as the other one. I just think the other one just suited me much better. And like the hair was on point then and everything. So like I loved mm. your prom dress. So that one was full black. No no glitter or designs or anything like that. Yeah, I think, you know, black is a hard color to convey via photograph. Yeah. Um, but I also think that if you're going to like 
they were they were doing a lot of talking about like how this is for like a 50s housewife or yeah. for a housewife who wants to empower herself. And I think that if you're going to empower yourself, in fact, one of the hardest things I find in my life is to wear color and to wear bright fabrics. And yeah. I often revert to black because it's easy and it hides whatever. And I think if you want to empower somebody, in fact, go the opposite. Go yeah. bright. Go joyful. And I just don't go as joyful as Heidi Klum at can. God, did you see that dress? That dress was so fucking ugly. Um, no, I haven't. It's 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 hideous. Uh, Heidi Klum can fist filled this year. Film festival this year, atrocious. Um, but I think black is such a safe choice for the idea of like empowering a woman to sort of break out. Oh, of yeah, I'm looking at it now. Uh, yeah, not her best work. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's you're out. Um. I also I think for this dress for Rami and Bishmi's final look, I really like it. However, in terms of like what the challenge was, I feel like they missed the mark here in that like Rami, who maybe it was to his disadvantage that he has dressed royalty before. But I think that Rami made a dress that an actual royal would wear. Not really thinking about the fact that I would say most royals are kind of out of touch with like what the modern woman would wear. So I think that this is more like this is something that of all of these dresses, possibly of all of these dresses, I should say, like this is the one that an actual member of a royal family would wear. I think that this is beautiful. It's very elegant. I think it's done really nicely. But I don't think that this is like this is not the dress that they should be going for in this challenge. This is just a beautiful gown. It's not like a modernized version of a dress for a queen, like in the way that the challenge is kind of pushing for the designers to do. Yeah. Shall we talk about the gender queer future? Yes. Yes. That is Fabio and Hester I'm Sunshine. Kinda, I'm kind of sad the picture that's here is um, – in like the side profile of it because like the the front of it is just so nice but it's it was gorgeous and I like I already said I completely disagree that the dress should be um what was it that this dress should be a different color I think gray was the perfect color for this look and it made it stand out from all the other dresses so I I digress I think that this was a really great look and I felt really connected to it even though I myself am not a genderqueer person um you know seeing me like members of the genderqueer community come together and make a gown that they felt was representative of the type of clothes that they want to make and really representing the future of their culture I think it was really empowering and I think that this was a really amazing dress I liked it a lot yeah, I think also underreported and, and, you know, we're kind of mentioning it a little bit, but the pattern itself, I think, is a genius move. How many people are using patterns when they make a huge gown? Um, not many. And I think it the lines feel very dramatic. The collar is beautiful. The sort of like the pants underneath it as well. But um, the, there's sort of like this, I don't know if it's leather or if it's the fabric of the pants, the detailing underneath Mimi's bosom is like really beautiful mm -hmm. um I think this this look ruled uh and I love it's hard to see in this photo as well but when when she turns around and Mimi has like the train coming out it's yes. very square it's not like a nice rounded sort of swoop it's it's very like almost like um like when you get, you know, those women who are like getting like really like hard chopped haircuts. It's like that. But it, it looks really beautiful from the back. I think that playing with square and playing with a shape that is typically a lot harder and a lot less like soft and beautiful and flowing um, makes this garment really interesting. And I think that Mimi is absolutely fucking eating on this runway, hands down. Uh, obviously, I'm obsessed. Obsessed. Uh and we have Kato and Prajay, uh, two geniuses in their, in their own right, um, serving oh. an absolute delicious dress. I'm obsessed with this look. And 
I wish I wish I wrote down more specific notes about what was said, but I agree with everything that they praised about this look. The applique was done amazing. Their colors were perfect. The fact, honestly, it feels weird that like the white guest judge is criti- is talking about how oh you did the correct thing, which is put have the the headdress match the coat, and I get that, like that's kind of his job, but also sir like. If anyone is going to know that you match the headdress to your coat, it's going to be Kato and Praje. Like they do not need your expertise yeah, they don't need your on this approval matter. on that one. They yeah, they do. Hard. Yeah, and uh, so that part, I was like, hmm, this is a little odd. But I guess if they're going to be making a gown that is heavily influenced by their culture, they are going to have to have that dress be put up for critique. But at the same time, I just think, like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I'm so glad it came from two of my favorite designers. Yeah, I also think that, like, I think maybe Couture Project say it where they're like, you made an African dress, but you made it without, like, African print. And that might seem sort of, like, surface level, but I think it's, like, you can convey the idea of an African queen and you don't need to rely on the idea of, like, and this, this is fabric that's, like, very clearly what a white person, I think, and, and what is, like, a very native fabric to Africa, like, what a white person would automatically think of when they think of, like, oh, yeah. this is an African queen look. Um, and I think the, the the blue fabric, which I believe is Praget's, right, is to die for. It's I so pretty. Love I love that this. fabric. I think the applique is also gorgeous, and I, I like the shape of the dress. Yeah. Totally fine. I think the applique really elevates it. And I also think that the the coat itself, um, like the coat is not in this photo, but I think the coat head wrap yes. is its own like really, really well it's done so work good. of art. Everything about at, it was incredible. When you look at like these dresses compared to fucking like Anna's dress, like it's just, there's no excuse. You know what I mean? It's, it's rough. Like, it's a shame. It's- it's night and day with the differences here. So lame. Yeah. And even though, like, I I still think that the other, like, uh, Brittany and Anna's dress should have been the one to lose. But mm. I'm not a judge, so I did not get to pick it. But, yeah. So I'm very sad that Victor's time ends here. But at least he got a win in between. He got a win. He got a win in between his two bottom looks so i i'd say for a third place like for i mean not that third place, 33 for, you know 0.33 percent yeah right. yeah i mean a lot some of these designers still haven't gotten a win so there i also to me i think that praje and kato are definitely very very skilled designers that deserve to be recognized for their skills um and i think that the thing that i'm sort of liking less about this season is I think that Fabio and Hester Sunshine Hester Sunshine are two really talented designers that should be recognized for their skills and I feel like they're not getting recognized quite as much and it's a shame yeah I think it's also more difficult because this is an all-star season where like we know these designers already and like we have already been like we have seen enough of all of them that we are very invested in their stories as designers so like we know what fabio is capable of you know what hester is capable of i haven't seen hester season yet but you know like we have seen these designers at their absolute best in the competition so to see their work not get fully recognized yet is very disheartening and I feel it that is. and that might not necessarily be something that we would be as invested in in a season with all new contestants because, like, we would not have seen their journeys on Project Runway quite yet. Like, this would have just be a designer that's always in the middle. So yeah. it feels very odd for that. But that definitely is what happens when we get a season of all returnees. So – Next week's challenge, by the way, Gia. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm so glad we're here because was it? Okay. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with this. I'm very excited to see how this goes. You have to make a look from one single bolt of red fabric. This is fucking fantastic. This is like saying, here's a potato. Make something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm ready for this. I'm 
I feel like this is going to be so messy. And like, okay, it, are we sure it's red? Because to me, it looked pink on the TV. But I guess red makes more sense for what they would put. But either way, I am so excited for this. I feel like this is so much to like this is so much potential to just be so messy and just coming off of a challenge where everybody was super conscious about what fabric they were using mm. now they're all using the same fabric it's just no notes perfect exactly and and i think that that's gonna really that'd be funny though if somebody's like i want to use my fabric from home <laughs> <laughs> i think it'll really um demonstrate what i think this this show is about which is like what are you going to do? What's your design? Where are you innovating? And I'm I'm really excited. And do you think it's it's blood orange? It's fucking red. I, you know, <laughs> that's what I would name this episode. Where is our king when we need Where's him? Christopher? Where is Christopher? Oh, my God. I, I use that quote unironically, like, multiple. Like, it's just, it's so, such a good quote. I miss old Project Runway so much. I do I too. That. I do too. I know. And I agree with Kato. Like give the uh give the OGs their flowers. I mean, come on now. You keep sending them home. Yep. For like when there are newbies that make just as disastrous clothing as well. Just come on now. Exactly. Um yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot more to say about this episode and we could be done in under an hour, but I fine with I'm fine with it. I think like <laughs> overall it was a very good episode I really enjoyed it there was quite a bit of drama but overall I was like very happy with the episode I thought it was a really fun challenge to do and while I'm very sad about the results of uh, Victor being sent home so early at you know this is just part of like, this is what's going to happen with an all-star season where I'm going to, you know, I really love this cast and I'm probably going to be devastated of people going home, like, every week. So just a matter of when I'll be devastated and by who. Yeah, I look forward to getting my heart broken by an eventual Rami elimination unless you go I refuse. Thing. Absolutely yeah. not. I refuse to accept a world where Rami can be eliminated. I Last think Fabio, I think Rami, Fabio, and like a Britney elimination are just gonna make me so sad. I so going into this season, I was real and obviously I know like so some of the designers in the middle seasons again, I haven't watched their season. So they could have been my favorite designers and I just haven't seen them mm. outside of the season yet. But uh with who was it, Kato? Rami and Fabio, I'm just like, you. they can't get eliminated, right? Like, you can't put them in the bottom. That's illegal. And then, like, now uh, Rami's been in the bottom once, and I'm just like, they technically could get eliminated, but, like, why would you do that to me? Like, I, I just refuse. Yeah. I don't want to accept a world where that's possible, even though they're trying to make it very clear that that is very well possible. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I Kato isn't even on my list because I'm like, Kato's making the end. But like, I feel like Rami or Fabio could experience one of those things where it's like, wow, they're so good, but they just fucked up this one time. I'm like, so scared for that. Yeah, exactly. I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very hopeful, though. I think like they have they have the capabilities of making it to the end again. So I just want to have faith in them. I wonder if having them talk about uh, like airing Kato's conversation about the old, like the OGs, the old school designers getting sent home is like foreshadowing that we're going to lose some newbies soon. But I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see where we go from here. I, I'm so interested. So I'm saying tuned Thursday, tomorrow. I'll be logging in to bravotv.com to watch. Yes. I forgot tomorrow's Thursday. This I do long miss, weekend is best. I know. Enough. I miss the um I miss the Christian after show though. We're not getting those episodes. We lately. are not. No. And we I'm are very not. sad because I thought that was always a really funny segment of the show. Yeah. I agree. I do miss that a lot. I liked the little interviews he did with the eliminated designers. Those were fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Gia, thanks Hi. for being here with me. Thank you for joining me as well. Thank you for like following up with me about my insane schedule because I'm very glad that we got to uh we got to finally catch up and talk about this lovely season I completely agree well thank you everybody for listening watching subscribe rate you know what to do uh love our silent podcast family and we will see you 
next week where we will all still be in with Nicole. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.